Healing into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Hello and welcome to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. This is Albert with Mata. And um, this Easter Monday, what a wonderful opportunity to visit uh, the work Mata did on helping people to transcend the fear of death and the unknown. Um, I thought this was a season that sort of nicely uh, dovetailed into this subject matter when uh, Christians yesterday, their leaders were referencing heaven, peace and gladness and joy of eternal life when they were calling for young people to build a new society based on respect for the human person. I thought, wouldn't it be cool to get a mystic's perspective on all of this? Mada, what do you think? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Well, uh, this is a very touchy subject, obviously, and um, there's a lot to discuss. So um, I'm not sure we can even um, scratch the surface in this one hour uh, when we talk about our fear of death and uh, the, the need for transformation. But uh, we'll do our best. And I know... Um, Albert's been contemplating over this, not only just for the show, but uh, Albert, you've been struggling with this for a while, um, or the question or, or, the, or facing the, this fear of death since uh, uh, your mother's coming close to her, uh, uh, you know, to her, the end of her life. And uh, maybe you can share something about what's been going on for you. What kind of struggles have you been um, facing so maybe we can just uh, take right. that and discuss about it yeah thank you Mara. i i um as a, a human being who's in midlife i've i've had uh, the experience of uh, death uh, on a few occasions in particular how uh, close members of my family have gone to that big door <laughs> the door of the big uh, d on it uh, I've seen my father pass away, and I, I saw that he was really angry uh, in his passing. It's almost like he felt um, he had missed out on life. I um, saw my f uncle get sick, and uh, in his death, uh, he was actually quite scared. And then now, as you mentioned and referenced my mother, who's, uh, gosh, uh, almost 90 years old, and I certainly get the sense that she is totally in denial about <laughs> this passing and, and how it's going to affect her. So as a witness watching all of this, and in terms of uh, also in, in, in terms of my own spiritual journey, um, I, I know that this fear of death is, is certainly very uh, important to all of us. You could say that it's the mother of all fears, could you not? Uh, definitely. That's the root of all fears. Everything arises from, from, from the fear of death, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I want to quote your book here where um, you mentioned Jesus Christ, and uh, this being Easter Monday, uh, I thought this was apropos. You said that if you are to take the leap and surrender your ego mind the way Jesus did, you will need a strong witnessing awareness and a willingness to face your fear of death and surrender your personal will to the will of existence. You further went on to say that to surrender your fear of death Trust is absolutely essential because with the opening of the seventh chakra, you begin to feel as if you can no lo longer uh, hold on to anything. In fact, your individual self-identity becomes vague and everything you thought you knew feels false. Everything you thought was real no longer seems real and you realize you don't really know anything. Um, could you expand on this a little further? 
Uh, absolutely. One thing we need to really keep in mind is that what what keeps us from not wanting to look at death or avoid looking at it and uh, sort of sterilize it is obviously our fear to lose our attachments, our fear to lose the ego, to lose the uh, the world, so to speak, that we um, we we we're attached to. It's basically losing what we have and. What we have is basically the we or I is is connected to the ego because this is where the whole illusion and the whole pain and suffering revolve around the ego or the identity with with the self, which is a part of just a fleeting moment within the reality of existence. So if we look at how we approach death from the very beginning, we, we, we will see that um, we have absolutely no um, no education about death uh, in schools, in universities. Um, generally speaking, we have no education about the ego and what the illusion illusion of the ego represents. So when when we talk about Jesus and Jesus representing that, you know, being on the cross and um, basically demonstrating that um, he is he, he, he is like a, a, a warrior prepared to face his death. And this is where uh, at the very last moment where initially where he complains and he says, um, uh, why have you forsaken me? And, and uh, once he actually faces and surrenders to death, he realizes that um, this, if this is your will, um, so, so be it, so thy will be done. And in that moment, Jesus actually transcends the ego. He just surrenders, surrenders his ego and becomes, the, um, becomes God. Uh, so when we look at um, someone who claims to be a God, it's not that he, he, he is the creator of the whole universe, but he is um, in awareness that actually I'm not separate from existence, I'm not separate from God. This is what he meant to say, I'm God, that I'm not separate. And everyone who comes to realize that death is an illusion uh, in that moment of surrendering the ego realizes that I've never been separate. Uh, I am God means I'm, I'm part of this universe. It's not, like, not that I'm the creator of everything, but I am part of that creation that is not separate from anything within the universe. Now you're so, talking, excuse me, Mara, I guess you're talking about um, a real knowing and not an intellectual kind of understanding of all of this, right? Well, definitely, because uh, the intellectual understanding could go so far. We actually need to go through that fear of death, which is very much in the body. We need to experience it. Um, it's like, you know, many people say, well, I'm not afraid to die. But then, um, you know, if you're in the middle of a jungle and... Um, uh, you see lions and they're going to jump on you, uh, you tell me you're not afraid to die. You know, then the whole body goes into the fear mode. And this is the moment where transcendence is possible. I remember there's a, a beautiful story I read in the book, Wallace Black Elk. And he's one of the native elders, a very powerful elder who passed away um, several years ago. Uh, or actually quite a few years ago. And in his book, he, he describes a moment where he was actually looking for the redstone for, to, to, for, for, for a peace pipe to create his pipe. And in that moment, he saw a snake. And he knew that if he moves, he, he basically, um, he will be attacked. So what he did, he just stood still. And he wouldn't move. He just stood still and the snake just uh, started crawling up his leg, went up his leg and up his body, went curled around his neck and he could have just squeezed him to death. 
but he still would not move. And in that moment, he just completely watched and obviously felt that fear. But this is what it makes somebody a warrior. Not that you don't feel the fear. You do feel the fear. But you watch it and, and you just disidentify in that moment from the fear, which is totally related with the ego and the fear uh, fear to die, obviously. Uh, the ego is afraid to die. So, so when he watched it and he continued watching um, and he would not move, after a while the snake just uncoiled itself and just slowly moved out from the other side of the body and left. So this is actually what we need to learn to do. We need to become warriors. And in that moment of surrendering is where you, we actually gain the whole of existence. This is where we get the, the big prize. Very cool. I think we're going to give people a chance to speak with you uh, about this topic, this fear of death that all of us uh, harbor. Uh, our phone lines are 1-800-930-2819. That's 1-800-930-2819 for your question to Mata. I see that uh, we have a short break coming up, and we will return on the Healing Into Consciousness radio show when we come back. a groundbreaking healing method that can resolve your lifelong problems and save you months and even years of counseling and psychotherapy. Imagine a method that can accurately identify and dissolve the blocks that cause fear, pain, and illness. The Lightspeed Dalian Method can do just that. It will quickly and spontaneously heal your ailments into inner peace, joy, and self-empowered consciousness. To book your life-changing session with the Dalian Method, visit DalianMethod.com. Healing into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert and Mata explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggle with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, anxiety, self-loathing, and fear of death. During the show, Mata and Albert discuss what comes to pass on the journey of awakening and the work that we need to do to transform our unconscious and find our true being. Through her compassionate guidance and ability to accurately read the repressed beliefs, thought forms, and emotions in the person's unconscious, Mata answers callers' questions regarding their personal challenges, giving specific suggestions to help them heal into consciousness. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific time for Healing into Consciousness Radio. What can Soul Mission Astrology reveal about you? How does it complement your journey of healing into consciousness? And how can it help you understand the challenges in your life? Tune into Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata Monday, May 2nd, as they speak with Soul Mission Astrologer Jesse Carliner, who points to the lessons your soul has come here to learn. It's the next informative and exciting Healing into Consciousness Radio show with Albert and Mata, only on Transformation Talk Radio. 1230 WBLQ. Welcome back to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. This is Albert, and hey. I'm here with Mata. Mata, I have another uh, quote uh, where you once said that um, in order to live a conscious life and be in presence, uh, you stressed, Mata stressed, that we must each courageously face our fears and unconscious darkness and illustrate why pain is not a problem. And I think it would be a very inter interesting question to you, Mata, if you told us how pain is a necessary step and teacher in our evolution towards greater health and consciousness. And what is it you mean when you say, when we try to avoid illness, pain, loneliness, and death, we also avoid finding our true being that never dies. Well, it's uh, what I was already talking about, 
the main thing to to keep in mind to understand here is why are we afraid of death is because we we're not living our life fully and what i mean by fully is we always choose one one part of life instead of choosing the whole life because if we deny one part and we just um, want um, another part it's not possible to live life fully and what does this mean we want happiness but then we deny sadness and sadness we have to understand that it's part of life and to live life fully means when you are feeling sad, completely feel sad. There's nothing wrong with sadness. Sadness is, is um, there's depth within it. And mm -hmm. that depth will show you something. It, it brings you closer to yourself. When, when you're feeling happy, then fully go in and celebrate. But the most important thing is don't be attached to neither. So if you welcome whatever is happening in your life, including pain, um, then you are basically saying, I am living my life fully. I'm not denying any part. Because in our minds, what we do is we think, okay, well, um, living life fully means I only, I'm always happy. I'm always happy. I'm always um, celebrating. But that's not true. It's not possible to always be happy. There's times where the, the feeling of... Um, sadness or pain uh, are necessary because through those times just like the wave going up and down in the ocean we come closer to ourselves we have an opportunity to introspect to look inside to see um, why are we feeling something like for example you know you know someone and uh, you've known this person for many years and suddenly you, you hear uh, this person has cancer and in that moment, suddenly you stop taking life for granted. In that moment, you can either uh, look inside and see what's going on and look into your own mortality as life is an opportunity to, to look at those things so you can actually learn to disidentify from things that you're attached to. And in that disidentification, again, you come back to saying that Today is a good day to die because I have lived my life fully. Only a person who has lived their life fully can say today is a good day to die. Because somewhere you know that I will experience death fully just as I have been experiencing life fully. And then I will find out that actually I'm not dying. I'm simply the one who is experiencing this transition, but I'm also watching my experience. So, in a sense, I do not disappear. I'm that, that, always there. Yeah. That, that is a, a funny paradox that the more one person uh, gets into their death, the richer one's life becomes. Isn't that That's true? absolutely true. And that's why I think we need to bring that education into schools. And what we actually do, we try to... Um, we, we don't look at that at all. We and deny it. We completely deny it. And I remember when my father died. And children, they're so aware. Uh, it's the adults that are afraid. And they try to actually take the children away from even the awareness of death. Uh, they don't like children to know anything about it. And this is where we go wrong. Because what we don't understand is we're protecting our own fear. And instead of learning from our children, we can actually, uh, we, we actually deny ourselves the opportunity to, to grow and to, um, to surrender to what life is bringing. I remember when my father died, um, I watched my brother, how he was struggling and how, how much he was in denial. And uh, right after my father died, it was instant. So, so in the morning, about 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m., um, he passed away. And the first thing my brother did is um, he, he, he told his daughter, well, okay, let's go shopping. What do you want? Uh, let's go buy some toys. Let's go buy some, you know, something just to, to, to divert the attention from death into something else. And in the meantime, um, he, his daughter was only six years old at the time. She made a statement. She said, um, 
when when her other grandfather came in her her, her mother's uh, father came in and there were other people in the house she said well i have two grandfathers she said one i i can see and the other one i cannot see right. so so there is an awareness of he's still alive but i can't see him you also have another wonderful story where you were as a small girl um picked up on your grandfather's dying and how that profoundly affected you, right? Can you tell us and share a little bit about that? Absolutely. That was, that was probably my, my greatest gift um, of, um, as, as uh, you know, in this lifetime as I was coming into, um, into, into you know, this tender awareness of, of, of life, what is life all about, um, I did see my grandfather struggle through his uh, illness. He, he was ill. And um, obviously, there was a lot of pain that he was feeling. I think he had cancer. And um, after he died, um, I remember thinking to myself that one day I will be dying as well. And the world will continue just like the moment after he died. Nothing changed. The world is still going on the way it's going on, and everybody else around is still living their life. And the sun is still rising, and nothing's really changed. Um, and then I thought to myself, well, this is going to happen to me as well. And what, uh, then what is the whole meaning of life? Who am I? What am I doing here? If everything is going to be taken away, I want to know who I am. I want to know where do I come from? Where am I going to go? Otherwise, everything is meaningless. Right. It's going to come and it's going to go. Everything's going to be taken away. And in that sense, I felt, I felt that that was the greatest gift my grandfather gave me. Um, even though he struggled through death, he, he could not accept it because he had obviously not had the, the training. And obviously, my family around him, I could see them also getting busy you know, uh, just not to feel death, not to feel their own mortality. So um, if we can start as a society, start looking at death as, um, as a greatest teacher, as, some, as, as an opportunity to actually transcend our attachments, as an opportunity to grow in consciousness, then we have a chance to create a better life while we're still on this planet. Yeah, and I, I think the less scary those thoughts or that concept becomes uh, is has a direct correlation to your attachments and how, how you deal with uh, one's attachments, right? It's attachments and it's also our beliefs because there's a belief that death is uh, the end and death is, um, you know, quote-unquote bad. And when we think of death as the end and we believe in it, then obviously we feed all our other fears. So, you know, then we're afraid to enjoy our life. We're afraid of sex. We're afraid of um, standing up uh, in our own truth. So all the fears arise out of that fear of death. And when, when we're programmed to believe in that um, death being, being uh, the end, then we obviously will be afraid to to do anything in life and to take risks because there's always that danger that I may die. Right. 1-800-930-2819 is the toll-free number to call if um, people have any questions. If you have any questions in regards to um, uh, what Mata has been addressing on today's show, which is the fear of death. Also, a reminder, you can also check us out on Facebook. Uh, uh, join our fan page at Healing Into Consciousness Radio. And like, you can like us on Facebook. And also leave your comments uh, on uh, Transformation Talk Radio. That's all coming up, as well as uh, your phone calls, as we return with the Healing Into Consciousness Radio Show with Albert and Mata.
like reading personal development books and would appreciate receiving additional guidance from the author, this unique gift is for you. When you purchase the book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, and the No Yes Active Meditation CD, you can register for a free teleclass with Eliza Modadalian, which will give you an opportunity to ask your questions and receive personal guidance on how to find your inner joy and live your life more fully. Visit HealingIntoConsciousness.com for details. What can Soul Mission Astrology reveal about you? How does it complement your journey of healing into consciousness? And how can it help you understand the challenges in your life? Tune into Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata Monday, May 2nd, as they speak with Soul Mission Astrologer Jesse Carliner, who points to the lessons your soul has come here to learn. It's the next informative and exciting Healing into Consciousness Radio show with Albert and Mata, only on Transformation Talk Radio. 1230 WBLQ. We're back on Healing Into Consciousness Radio. This is Albert with Mata. And uh, discussing, well, a very, we're discussing a very kind of, some would say, heavy um, topic. The topic of <laughs> death, of going six feet under, uh, the great unknown. We had a question here from uh, Tatiana, who uh, wrote... Mata, is our death accidental or is it consistent with our destiny? If it is consistent and everybody lives as long as it was destined, uh, does it mean that methodic life or nutrition is a myth? Can you answer that? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Well, um, it, the, way, the way I um, know from, from within myself is that somewhere... Um, everybody has an inner clock. So every body, literally the body, each person's body has a, a clock. So that clock ticks and, and there's a finite um, destination. So in that sense, yes, there is, a, there is a certain destiny to how long a person is going to live uh, or how short a person is going to live. And um, uh, with the second part of the question, of course, we need to take care of our nutrition and, and our lifestyle simply because not, not, not that it's going to prolong our, the time um, uh, of the end or the, the body's physical existence, but because if we take care of our body, we will be able to enjoy the time we have on this planet and we'll be able to do more things and we'll be able to, to experience more things if we're healthy. Obviously, if we're not healthy, then instead of enjoying our life, we're going to be struggling with it. So, um, in, in a sense, um, nutrition, etc., um, somewhere it helps. Even though we think it's helping to prolong life, what it what is actually helping to do? It's helping to keep our energy up, so we can actually maximize the um, the experience of living. So, um, um, I have a yeah. quote here from, from Osho, uh, on, also on the uh, subject of death. He uh, said quite eloquently that one who has known death consciously and realized the deathlessness, the eternal, has no more reason to be bound to the body. You become identified with the body because you are unconscious. And your unawareness is the bridge, the connection with the body. With awareness, the identification is broken. You become separate from the body. And as the realization of this separation deepens, death itself disappears. Because it is the body that dies and it is the body that is born. The one who is hidden in the body, the bodiless one, is neither born nor does it die. It is the very life itself. How can life die? And the one who dies, his life was only a deception, an illusion, something borrowed. His life does not mean anything. End of quote. Well, that pretty much summar summarizes to what I was talking about. What, what, uh, it says, what it says for me, if I can just sort of comment on a personal note, Mona, is that it, it gives me that sense of importance that, you know, maybe finding out what this unknown is all about in this body, in this time and space, might be a, a pretty important um, and helpful uh, way of living the rest of my life. 
And uh, as well, I look, the thing is, yeah, the thing is, Albert, uh, it's interesting that you know, still the ego wants to know the unknown. Well, if the ego knows the unknown, then I can let go and relax. But the thing is, unknown always stays the unknown. Right. So no matter what you say about it. Um, it's still part of the ego, and uh, well, it's beyond words anyways. Well, of course, because your ego still wants security, and it, it says, well, if I know what's in the unknown, then I can relax. But the, but the paradox is the unknown always remains the unknown, and it gets revealed to you moment to moment. And this is how being in the moment, being present in the moment, means that whatever comes from within that unknown, you just live it. You don't... Mm -hmm. You don't deny it, you don't, um, you know, project your beliefs on it, but you're present. Being fully present means there's no beliefs within you. You, you, you are fully in surrender in this moment because the belief, the ego, okay, well, if I know this, then I can let go. Then it's not a true let go. When right. Jesus says, thy will be done, basically he's saying, I recognize the unknown all around me, and I know that it's greater than my personal will that comes from my ego. And therefore, I know that um, I have to surrender to this, because there's no other way to really know God and really become one with God if, if I don't let go of my... Um, Ego. So this is where uh, everybody's challenged at that. I've worked with people, um, you know, many, 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 many times where uh, when I'm working with the air energy and they come to the moment of previous lifetimes death because a lot of the, uh, a, a lot of the beliefs that people carry that they haven't resolved and surrendered and let go uh, and become aware of from previous lifetime they bring it into this lifetime and in in my work when I'm working with the energies they come to re-experience that moment of previous lifetimes death and in that experience they go into panic again and they go into this fear and they clap up and what needs to happen in that moment and this is actually true for any moment all you have to do is come back to your breathing and watch your breath and and from that place, just watch the experience, watch the fear, watch what's going on in the body. In that watching, suddenly the fear disappears because you realize in that split second that you are the witness and you are not the, the fear. You are not the, uh, the one, you know, you're not the, that experience. You basically transcend the experience itself. So, and when, when you're not the experience of fear, you can just simply watch the fear, you recognize it actually has nothing to do with me because I am consciousness who is experiencing and watching this fear. Wow. wow. Face it and feel it, right? Well, face it, feel it, and watch it. And watch it. Face it, feel it, and watch it. Um, you, perhaps at this point, Monty, you can say something about this, CD that's available uh, for people. I went to your website, modedallion.com, uh, went into your uh, store section where I find this uh, CD called Transcending the Fear of Death and the Unknown. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Because it seems like something that people should have and, and listen to. It's an MP3 download, and I, I specifically uh, did this for um, actually to help people to experience the process of dying. Uh, as I have gone through that several times, uh, th through the memory of going through my previous lifetime death, so I put that into, um, into the guided uh, meditation so that uh, I, I'm taking people from, from the actual um, experience of how it is to experience death and how it is to come to the point of uh, resolving everything that has been unresolved, in other words, completing unfinished business, because it's very, very important in order for us to surrender, we need to complete unfinished business. And through that one hour or 45 minutes of guided uh, uh, meditation, you're actually able to do all those things and re-experience death and come to complete your business of unfinished business. and. Uh, be able to surrender and actually 
experience that sense of the unknown and make friends with it instead of being afraid of it. Is this something that you could play over and over again? Absolutely. Yeah, it's not only um, you know good for experiencing that process of time, but it's also good for healing any kind of um, unresolved issues, healing the past, and uh, being able to let go and surrender. Wow, wow. So and and. I'm, I'm confused. Maybe like I'm looking at this and going, yeah, this is a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good deal. But you also have uh, a teleclass coming up this Saturday in which somebody like me could have a chance to ask you a personal question um, in regards to if it wasn't about the fear of death, it, it might be some physical or psychological issue that that is sort of up front and center for me to to be peeled away. Um, perhaps we could tell people a little bit about your uh, teleclass, which is uh, this wonderful opportunity that is coming up this Saturday, where uh, where people have a, a direct chance to ask you a personal question, and uh, and also they have a chance to to receive some straight answers. Because there's one thing that I <laughs> know for sure, Mata, is that you are somebody who just does not pull any punches, um, and I think that is so refreshing and. And certainly, very having a very candid person who who doesn't hold back, doesn't sugarcoat anything that she says, is a very very good thing. Um, this is also a a good chance for people to uh, put the eight week uh, online course, which is uh, coming up at the end of May. So, if people wanted a taste and and uh, just to see how how well you can work with a person. I mean, this is this is a great a great opportunity. Um, any well, comments, Mara? Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, um, my my main work is um, I, I, my work is very practical. Uh, I know that we need some you know intellectual understanding about things, but then because each person's journey is different and each person's blind spots are different, so there's different issues that everybody um, uh, individually works through. That's where um, I've given the opportunity of people to um, uh, have that d direct guidance, uh, individual guidance to what each person's blind spot is and what exactly they need to do in order to uh, erase those old programs and move into a, a, a more space uh, inner space and outer space of of surrender and um, actually expansion. So yes, the teleclass is a taste, and um, there's a promotion with the teleclass. I believe still on uh, with uh, purchase of the book and the CD, the No Yes Active oh. Meditation CD. So right. so people get a free teleclass. And, of course, the eight-week online course is a more in-depth process where we can work through many layers in a very short time. And as you know, Albert, I, I, I like to work very fast, so I'm a very, uh, you know, uh, whoever's ready to move fast, these are the kind of people that get attracted to me. Yeah, for those of you who, who do not know, Mata has this uncanny ability to read uh, your thought forms, your suppressed energetic uh, thought forms and and this bullseye method goes directly right to the to the core of the issue and and through some expression right Mata uh, it all comes out and the transformation starts to happen the basically as I said it's the beliefs that stop us from being in the moment so even though we're here to you know we need to be present and we need to come into the moment so that we're able to respond to life. What prevents us from being in the moment is all the conditionings and all the beliefs that are in our energy. Just imagine an energy ball and there's um, many imprints and many beliefs in there. So what happens, the energy starts, uh, we project outwardly into the world what those beliefs are being um, um, what kind of beliefs we have in our energy. So that's um, in a very simple kind of way to look at, okay, if we want to be in the present fully, we need to transform all those beliefs into consciousness of the present moment. Right. And this so, is a, 
So basically the work is then uh, peeling away, as we look at those beliefs, we see that they're actually, um, where do they come from? And we see that they have nothing to do with our consciousness. This is where we transcend um, our pain, we transcend our suffering, and this is where we start letting go of all, of all our attachments, and this is where we start finding our inner power, which basically knows how I want to live my life. And with this inner power, then there's no fear of authority, there's no fear of um, losing something, because you are always in that knowingness that no matter what happens, I'm always here with myself and uh, in this moment, in this body, and maybe next moment if I leave my body, wherever I'm going to be, I'm still going to be aware and conscious to whatever I am. And the unknown is so exciting because there's so many opportunities. Can you imagine if you only had, you know, um, um, you, you wanted, most of us want an eternal life. Okay, what does that mean? If we we had something eternally there, that would mean that if we're feeling pain, it's going to be eternally there. If we're feeling happiness, it's going to be eternally there. So you cannot just have eternal happiness without eternal pain. So it's really good that things move and they change. And it's really good that when you're in pain and you're in sadness, to know that, you know what, there is an end to this and it's going to turn and I'm going to experience something um, better, something greater. And the more we're able to let go, the more we're able to um, actually accept what's what's happening in the moment, we're, the more we're able to accept the, the fear, the pain, uh, the more we open ourselves up to experience higher and greater um, possibilities of uh, joy and, and uh, transformation will be possible. Otherwise, we're just stuck. We're just stuck. We're going back and forth and we're moving nowhere. Sounds good. I think we are behind on a break. Um, what a fantastic conversation we're having about the fear of death. And we're in conversation with uh, Mata Dalian, mystic, award-winning author. And uh, we will be right back on the Healing in the Consciousness radio show. Breaking healing method that can resolve your lifelong problems and save you months and even years of counseling and psychotherapy. Imagine a method that can accurately identify and dissolve the blocks that cause fear, pain, and illness. The Lightspeed Dalian Method can do just that. It will quickly and spontaneously heal your ailments into inner peace, joy, and self-empowered consciousness. To book your life-changing session with the Dalian Method, visit DalianMethod.com. What can Soul Mission Astrology reveal about you? How does it complement your journey of healing into consciousness? And how can it help you understand the challenges in your life? Tune into Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata Monday, May 2nd, as they speak with Soul Mission Astrologer Jesse Carliner, who points to the lessons your soul has come here to learn. It's the next informative and exciting Healing into Consciousness Radio show with Albert and Mata, only on Transformation Talk Radio. 1230 WPLQ. You look into my eyes and see the stranger there within. 
This is Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Um, you heard in the break somebody talking about it. It was probably me. Uh, it was, as a matter of fact. Learn, teaching uh, and speaking about lessons. And I have another quote here from Mata which says, To learn your lessons, you must be willing to explore the unconscious thoughts and emotions suppressed in your body and let go of all your beliefs, conditionings, judgments, negative emotions, which include jealousy and envy, and allow your old ego identity to die. Uh, in other words, to heal your wounded ego, you must pass through the dark night of the soul and disidentify from all your thoughts, emotions, and beliefs. You must also break through your social and religious taboos and conditionings. What a painful and arduous process, but you have to have absolute honesty, courage, and a committed effort to do whatever it takes to heal this so-called wounded ego, um, because only, from what I understand, only a healthy ego can welcome its own death and liberate your being into consciousness. Mona, could you tell us a little bit more about this? It, so it sounds you're... Like it sounds overwhelming in, in some ways. Well, it looks like you're, you've been quoting from my book In Search of the Miraculous Healing Your Consciousness so. today. And um, the, the, the reason it sounds overwhelming, because you've picked those quotes, but um, uh, basically the book has a step-by-step -step description of the journey and some more in-depth understanding. It's like a map to... Um, uh, our journey from ego identity to absolute freedom and consciousness. The thing is that I don't just, um, you know, yes, you, you're picking those quotes and it seems quite overwhelming for someone who uh, hasn't really followed through the steps of the book. But um, ultimately, I think uh, once you go through the book, you will realize that actually um, reading it becomes very liberating um, instead of overwhelming because it's liberating to know that okay this is what happens I'm not really stuck and there is a, a there is a light at the end of the tunnel and um, this is a kind of a book that you probably would read and reread um, again um, oh absolutely. absolutely on your on your journey because uh, it's just like a guide a, a, a torch that would shine on your path so you feel you don't feel lost and you don't feel um, sort of scared um, not knowing what direction you're going to so uh, and I think a lot of people are actually lost because we don't have an education on personal uh, sort of the journey from from A to Z so um, this is what the book will, will help with. Uh, and in terms of, um, I know that, you know, it's our last uh, segment and we need to wrap up soon. But what I wanted to also mention that since we started talking about Jesus uh, and his message being love, what I'd like to say is in order for someone to fully be able to live in love, we need to absolutely be in our truth in our authenticity because if we have many fears obviously we have many holes in our energy and mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we become very needy and a person who is needy really cannot cannot give love cannot share love because their fears their needs will undermine that glorious experience of love and knowing that we're actually all glued together with that energy that is called love uh, so in order to come to that, again, coming back to practical work, we do need to do this practical work. There is no shortcut. Uh, and that's where in the book I also describe the three chakras that are below the, the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra. So we need to clear those chakras. We need to clear those chakras and our energy in our body from all those conditionings and the taboos and the religious, you know, um, uh, kind of, upbringing that that is based on um, fear and if you don't follow what I say you'll you'll burn in hell so this is all conditioning it has nothing to do with reality what what makes you burn in hell is your unconsciousness really 
And once you become conscious, you will understand there is no such thing as hell and there is no such thing as heaven. The heaven is actually in the present moment that embraces everything. And uh, the way you embrace things in life is by having an attitude that says, let me learn whatever is happening in my life. I want to see what are my lessons. And if you have that kind of an attitude, you're always going to celebrate because every time you recognize your lesson, the celebration, the expansion, and the joy will happen right away instantaneously. Your approach is that of like a scientist. And I think it's absolutely wonderful how you encourage other people to be a scientist of their own thoughts and emotions and, and feelings, correct? That's right, absolutely. And, and with that kind of an approach, so I'm a scientist of the inner world. So, um, and as a scientist, we need to watch, we need to observe. And that's how we become the knower. Right. And what a wonderful opportunity to get to know you a little better. Uh, this eight-week online spiritual mentoring course that you have coming up on the 22nd of May. This is a, a two-month course designed to give the listener an in-depth experience of the materials covered in Mana's book, um, In Search of the Miraculous Healing into Consciousness. And I could mention quickly that Mana will speak uh, on a topic of the week and address the personal transformation work that is necessary in each of our chakras as we focus on the week's progress from the lower to the higher chakras and I think it's great the way that you can address questions from each participant and this is all coming up on the 22nd of May it's a great tune-up for the summer that's uh, about to come this year. Mata, I see that we've uh, completely run out of time for another uh, week I could mention that next week is going to be a very exciting show because we have uh, our very favorite soul mission astrologer, Jesse Carliner, coming up. Um, that will be next Monday on the Healing into Consciousness radio show, 12 o'clock Pacific, it's 2 o'clock Central, and 3 o'clock Eastern Time. And i also like to add something that, uh, just to leave the listeners with something to, to do today, uh, just take something that you've been holding on to and see what will happen if you just let it go. Good, good. That, that'll, be our, <laughs> that'll be our homework for this week. That's right. All right. Thank you, Mada. You have been listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio. Join us next week. We'll do it all again. Bye-bye. Bye now. You've been listening to Healing Into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific time to continue to explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. For more information about the Dalian Method or to get your copy of Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing Into Consciousness, or the No Yes Active Meditation CD, visit www.dalianmethod.com. That's www.dalianmethod.com.